Well, our moms think we're funny. Hi, I'm Akomi. Hey, everybody. This is Turk182, also known as Princess Angelina Contessa Luisa Francesca Banana Fan of Bobesca Third. You can call me Turk. Call me Turkey and you die. <laughs> my friends call me Turk. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a movie called Porndemic? Oh yeah, Porndemic is actually kind of awesome. How it's, have I not well, about this? It's not awesome. It's a, it's a bit of a documentary about, as it says here, HIV outbreak. Oh. And, spoiler alert, oh, it all it all goes back to porn star Mark Wallace. Oh. Um, it doesn't sound sexy or fun. It's not. It really isn't. But it is... Um, it's it's weird. I, I I missed the very beginning of it when I watched it, um, so I still have to catch like the first like fifteen minutes or so. But basically, it's kind of how like you know this HIV you know epidemic kind of broke out in porn, and like three three women um, they contracted HIV, so they start kind of like trying to figure out who their partners were with and who they worked with, and it all came back down to one person. And every time they tried trying to get him to test, he wouldn't. Then he submitted a test to them that was obviously doctored. It had like the wrong address for the company because they weren't there at the time. It had him listed as a female. Um, like a date was wrong on it. And so basically he got ousted and stuff. And then it turned out he really did have HIV, oh, right? Geez. And then, but then something else came up and said, no, that report wasn't doctored, right? <laughs> he Be- really is a female. <laughs> because. There was like some kind of like weird thing when they were transferring from one moving the clinic from one location to another where the um like they used the old like the old uh uh report uh uh forms yeah. from the place that was being closed so that's why I had the wrong address on it and there was something like the whole batch of information from that time from that day or whatever everybody was listed as a female and all that kind of stuff so like so it really wasn't doctored. Wow. Um, and so, and according to that, that supposed doctored one, he was negative, but he wasn't really technically negative because he did have HIV. It was just that the virus wasn't showing through like the testing that they did at the time. It was like, mm. you know, one test would show one thing, but you'd had to get another test that was done that would actually show if you had any of the antibodies in your system. Anyway, it was, and then, but he says that he got it from one of the other women. So yes, he has HIV now, but he wasn't. He wasn't patient zero. Yeah. It was one of the other women. Interesting. It was, it was. And it still doesn't sound sexy or fun, but it sounds interesting. It, it, it's interesting. You know, it's not yeah. sexy or fun. It is interesting. But hearing the, some of the people in the, in the industry that were around at that time and they were talking to him. But this guy also was a huge drug addict, too. And had gotten into, um, into like, you know, like shooting up and stuff and would disappear for days at a time after a shoot and go oh, get high. Jeez. And so it's like, you're. Your credibility is severely shot here, right? <laughs> Even if that test did come back or whatever and that was all clear, the fact that you never could find the time to get tested and this and that and then you submitted this thing and he one time got got in trouble for submitting a test that he had altered the date on Ugh. and it was – it was it, anyway, it, I would say at the end of it all, it doesn't really tell you for sure if he was patient zero or not, but – there's enough. There's enough information there that points to him being versus the the ambiguity that says maybe not. That would kind of really lead you to believe that yeah he was. Huh. But it was uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah. Just kind of like you know me. I find I find the the adult entertainment industry fascinating. Yeah. I mean, not from a like I want to get off from a perspective, but just the whole thing uh, of it just 
the industry, the lifestyle, what drives people to it, what makes people leave, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah and that sort of thing. It's, it, well, it, you know, without the adult entertainment industry, we wouldn't have comics today. So, Well, I mean, without the adult entertainment, entertainment industry, we would not have um, – we wouldn't have VHS and we wouldn't have Blu-ray. <laughs> because when um, – when uh, when uh, home video release came out, it was Betamax and it was VHS, right? <laughs> and Betamax, everyone said, was the superior form, right? Yeah. Uh, it had the better picture or quality, whatever. Um, but the porn industry backed VHS, and they started releasing movies on VHS. I think because it was a little bit cheaper or whatever to do, yeah, yeah. as opposed to Betamax, and. I mean, this is actually something that's kind of covered in Boogie Nights, which is the tra- the change, right? This transition from the 1970s where you had, you know, either the uh, the actual, like, um, film, right? Canisters and film to, um, or the 35 millimeters to home release. And that kind of happened in the 80s with the, you know, the advent of, uh, of VHS. Yeah. So then people didn't have to go to theaters anymore and that kind of stuff. They could watch porn and privacy on home. So when the porn industry backed VHS, VHS sales as an industry just shot up because now people could watch all these movies in privacy on home and then you didn't have to, you know, worry about getting busted or someone seeing you going to, you know, a theater or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then you had to worry about them watching you like busting you going to a video store. But yeah. Or or, you know, hey, you could order it, you know, through the mail. Oh yeah, well that's true. And then you just have to worry about your mailman being a gossipy old bitch. Well yeah, well as <laughs> the other thing was that a lot of that stuff came in like Oh, yeah, um, the unmarked packages. <laughs> right. Playboy back in the day, before they switched the regular, like the clear plastic um, with just like a white, like, um, uh, uh, address yeah, yeah. thing on it, used to ship with a paper, like, uh, a brown paper, like, uh, band around it. Huh. Which still kind of identified it as something, but you didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. And they would always say, you know, ships in a plain brown package, right? <laughs> So you could do that, and people, you know, may not know what it is. But so, so that's why by Betamax tanked and VHS soared. Huh. So when it came down to Blu-ray versus HD, the industry waited to see which one porn was going to back. Yeah, porn backed Blu-ray. Huh. That's why HD fell and Blu-ray shot up. Blu-ray though is an advent of Sony, if I if I remember correctly. That right? sounds right. Yeah. So Sony created Blu-ray. So with the with Blu-ray shooting up and taking over, that also kind of boosts Sony. You know, Sony's got different, you know, it's compartmentalized. You've got the Sony movies, you got Sony this, you got Sony that, and you've got your um your like video game divisions for PlayStation, but mm-hmm. all that money is still Sony as a huge company. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that it also helped to, you know, with the the rise of or of like PlayStation as the as industry's doing well, stock market goes up as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of feeds everything else too. Yeah. So I find all that kind of stuff really interesting. Um there's that book that I have upstairs that I've talked about several times. Yeah. It's by Legs McNeil and I'm gonna pull up real quick just so I can get the full title of it. Sure. Um because there's a um there is a uh uh hold on, what's the word I'm looking for? There was a TV series was supposed to come out. I remember reading about it, and I was like, hey, I know this. And I don't remember if it ever came out, because I don't remember what the TV series is going to be called. But it was actually a story I learned about through this um, through this, this book I have. Huh. And um, 
see, Leg McLeg, ah, Legs McNeil. Here it is. So you can actually find on Amazon for 20 bucks. I actually found a hardback copy. This is paperback. I found a hardback copy at a used bookstore in um, New Orleans. Oh, wow. It's called The Other Hollywood, The Uncensored Oral History of the Porn Film Industry. And uh, Legs also did a... Um, he did another book like this, uh, Punk Rock. He did another book. It was uh, it's like the oral history of rock and roll. So I'm like, here, please kill me. The uncensored oral history of punk. All right, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and I know we're completely off topic right here. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, we haven't even like really finished the introduction technically. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this, this is my fault. I pointed out pornemic. So oh yeah, it's because I'm just flipping through channels here. <laughs> but uh, anyway. In the 80s, there was a big crackdown on porn, which I find this really fascinating too, right? Yeah. There was a big crackdown on porn because the mob had started getting into the porn industry. And there was a, like laws that said that you could not transmit pornographic material um, between states. Oh, really? And the mob was like financing some movies. And then they were making copies of their own movies and selling them. <laughs> So they would like make copies of their own movies. They're distributing them through one thing, but then they're also selling them on the side to other things, right? <laughs> and so knowing that the mob was involved, the FBI was sending undercover agents and stuff. I mean, because they couldn't catch. And here's the thing: they wanted to catch the mob doing mob shit, yeah. but just like uh, Al Capone, yeah, they couldn't catch him doing mob shit. So they were trying to catch him on a RICO act or <laughs> violating like uh, like uh, indecency laws, yeah. Uh, which is really interesting to kind of hear about this whole thing. It was like, and how they would fight, like the mob would fight amongst each other and stuff. There's one story about a guy that uh, they would try to burn down this guy's porno theater, and the guy had the pipe bomb, but he didn't set it off, and it went off in the car oh, and geez. blew up. And it was just, it was crazy. But anyway, they, um, the one FBI agent had it gotten to some shit, and then there was a whole story with him and his partner, and it's, you have to really read it. Um, and this book goes through like the beginning, starting at like, like um the old uh uh what do you call it uh nudist club like films which were done in, like these kind of documentaries like inside yeah, yeah. nudist colonies and stuff <laughs> but all the people in nudist colonies were old ugly out of shape people right mm-hmm. so these documentaries were actually fake because they replaced them with you know with a young attractive people oh, with yeah. nice bodies but then he still couldn't even show certain things anyway and you just see them like walking around or whatever <laughs> and then they get more into like the blue movies and stuff but so it actually starts way back then and kind of goes through i think up until like the 90s mm-hmm. but anyway this undercover agent um had gotten so deep into his role that <laughs> got deep huh <laughs> yeah that once it was done right and he was no longer like, you know, on the case or whatever and they had done everything. He was still carrying around his undercover like identity. Oh wow. He goes into a store one day, leaves his son out in the car who's sleeping, right? Goes in there and starts shoplifting. Gets busted by shoplifting. Instead of showing them his FBI credentials, right? Yeah. He gives them his undercover ID. <laughs> which just fucked him all up. Right? Yeah. Because they're like, wait a minute, you shouldn't even have this anymore. And why are you trying to pass this off as yourself right. when you get caught shoplifting with your son out in the car asleep? It's just, it was just like, wow. I mean, there was supposed to be like a TV series about him and like what he, like part of like what he did in the porn thing and then this. And yeah. Because at one point, 
he was transmitting some movies. He meets with this like uh, this mob boss and like one of his men. They're in the car. They're traveling. They've got a bunch of porn tapes in the trunk of the car, which is just weird to get busted by the police. They open up and like, what you got here? <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. You're going to jail, right? <laughs> to, to think that we lived in a time like that, be like, I mean, if you pulled up my computer right now, I'd be like, what to? Holy shit! <laughs> We're putting you under the jail. No, it's not that bad. So, um, so anyway, they get pulled over by the police and everything. Um, and they get arrested and it was just a random, like, like thing where they got pulled over. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. a random thing. And, uh, but he's like, you got to maintain my identity. Don't bail me out. Right. Yeah. So he stays in there. He does a couple like days in jail or whatever until he's released or whatever and that kind of stuff. Um, and then like a week or so later, he's called in, um, cause the mob boss wants to meet with him. He gets picked up by two guys. They drive him out into a field, right? Give him a shovel and tell him to start digging. Oh wow! And the whole time they got the guns, him is like, "Look, just tell us you're just tell us you're an undercover agent, right? And we'll and we'll just go ahead and kill you. We won't we won't make you suffer. We won't torture you. We'll just make it nice and clean and everything. And he's like, just if you'll you know just just be honest with us. And he's like, look, I'm not an agent. I didn't set you guys up. I don't know what happened and everything. That you I mean that was nothing. Like, I stayed. I stayed in you know, jail just like you guys did or whatever, right? Right. And they're like, look, just just tell us the truth. Tell us the truth, and we'll just kill you. And he's like, guys. And he digs for like an hour and a half, right? And they keep just saying, tell us. And then after an hour and a half, and he doesn't confess, like, okay, you're good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was like, wow. And there's like all these stories like that in that book. That sounds and super interesting. One of the other ones that I think I mentioned this to you before, because this one that I've told, it's uh, Annie Sprinkles. And this is during the 80s when um, like the AIDS epidemic was breaking. And yeah. she had a lot of gay friends. And she was watching a lot of her gay friends like contract AIDS and die. And so, and people she had worked with in the industry. And she said at that point, they just assumed that they all had AIDS because they had worked with each other in different things and then right, maybe right. had unprotected sex, you know, outside of like, we've never had sex on film, but we've had unprotected sex outside. She said she would have gay guys that were her friends. These guys are gay guys that they would come over, they would do some coke, hang out, and they'd be like, hey, why don't you invite over like, you know, one of your, uh, one of your, your girlfriends and porn and everything. We can all have sex together because they're all on coke, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she assumed that they all, that they all had AIDS and never changed her sexual habits. Turn, come to find out she didn't right oh, wow <laughs> but the fact that you know it was just this assumption and she just like i'm gonna die i mean that's, and that's just a horrible move. there there are where are weird wild stories like that and just kind of showing this whole how the industry moved and everything then we get into the whole tracy lords thing which i'm not going to talk about you know i feel <laughs> about tracy lords um but anyway it's it's really interesting so then yeah, watching this pandemic thing and kind of how that HIV crisis hit and stuff and then kind of ties into some of the stuff in the book. It was just like, wow, that's that's fascinating because you, you hear people talk about that. Yeah. A lot of people say like porn is not the big happy family they, they say it is, but it's not a big happy family, but they do see themselves as a family, whether some members are estranged or whatever. Yeah. They do see themselves as like this like kind of community yeah. because yeah. you know they a lot of them work so intimately with one another and this and that. And, uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's interesting to kind of read about them and people that get into the business, you know, for whatever reason they get into it and how long they stay and why they continue to do it and all that. So, yeah. 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 So I, I find that all fascinating. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we've wasted a good, uh, you know, half hour on me talking about porn, oh, which just people just like 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, right. so welcome to our moms think we're funny. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and moms don't hopefully don't think we watch porn. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we are talking about and we're talking about porn right now. <laughs> right, we're, we're talking about porn, but um, but yeah, no, uh, our topic for today. What is it, Turk? Our topic for today is. Uh, about doppelgangers. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we are talking today about doppelgangers. Who, um, if you guys listen to the first 15 minutes of this podcast, that actually was not me. That was my doppelganger that was talking about porn. Me, like, porn, I don't listen to porn. And I just, have never had robots either. <laughs> and I don't remember owning any robots. No, that was, that was my evil twin truck. <laughs> I'm Turk182. You're looking for a truck 182. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like no no obi obi 2 owned droids i'm obi-1 <laughs> yeah, yeah, i don't remember owning any droids defensive obi-wan is the second best character we've ever made yes i was so defensive obi-wan is if you watch you know a new hope and yeah, of course after you watch the prequels when when you go to watch a new hope and luke skywalker brings the droids to me is like you know these droids they say they belong to you and he's like droids i don't remember owning any droids even though like he knows who R2 is. He uses R2 throughout, like, all of, like, uh, Attack of the Clones. Throughout all of, you know, uh, the, was it the, the, the Sith? Re- Revenge, Revenge of the Revenge Sith, Sith, right? Yeah. And then he's going to be like, I don't remember owning any droids. And you know R2 is like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. like, the kid, you don't know me? You don't know me? This motherfucker right here. It's like... I just, I love the idea of Obi-Wan, like, getting defensive about absolutely everything. <laughs> and it's like... Yes, your your father. I knew him before he died. I didn't kill him. No, no, he I, never fought. <laughs> I certainly didn't cut his legs off and leave him in a pit of lava. Right. No, you know and we you, were friends. You know, I'm I'm actually going to use. You know how they have the uh, oh, was it they uh, uh, I was trying to think what the what the one defense is called. Um, uh, the Chewbacca defense from from South Park. Uh, I don't know that. One. Oh, enlighten me. It's like a. This is Chewbacca. Chewbacca is a Wookiee, and Chewbacca lives on Endor. Now, why would a six foot like like Wookiee live on Endor with some two foot creatures? That don't make sense. If you believe that Chewbacca lives on Endor, right? <laughs> it's it's this whole funny thing, and I'm sure I like butchered it, or whatever. But yeah, but I'm but next time if I get in trouble with the police, I'm actually gonna use the Obi Wan defense, right? Be like, <laughs> you told us you weren't there, but you lied to us. You lied to us, Turk. Why'd you lie to us? Well. What I told you was true from a certain point of view. (laughs) (laughs) If it'll fucking work for Obi Wan, it should work for me. (laughs) They know me and be like, "You're not Obi Wan Kenobi, a black ass." (laughs) Whoa! Why has become racist? Whoa! (laughs) It's like easy. Is that damn Akomi sold me out again? Did he? (laughs) Okay, okay. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Right? That part's true from a certain point of view. Oh yeah, yeah. I love, I love defensive Obi Wan. He's he's beautiful. Uh, so, uh, oh hey Han, hey, who's the real fool here? Okay, the the fool or the person who hired the fool? Huh? huh? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're thinking, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a fool. Is that it? Yeah. I like how uh, I've done anything foolish. I like how how Han Solo is like, it's like a, hey, uh, it's like. So what are you, uh, old man, your your little young kid there and everything, who who obviously looks like a naive ass farm boy, and it's like, it's are like, you an angel? It's like you you fucking grow. What what do you grow? 
Moisture. <laughs> moisture? What, what do you sweat? What, what do you... What, what's, a, what's a moisture farmer? Uh, anyway, it's like, so you could tell that Luke Skywalker is like, who's going to fly, kid, you? Yeah, maybe I was such a bad pilot myself. It's like, oh, come on. Could you be any more green? I'm like, holy shit. You know, so I know these guys are no dick from shit, right? Right. But I'm going to impress them by saying, you've never heard of Millennium Falcon? The thing that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs? What's the Kessel Run? Oh, the Kessel Run is this actual, like, thing, this, like, very special, like, route that you can take to... To steal stuff from one planet and get it to another planet to process that only smugglers know. You've never heard of that? I'm not a fucking smuggler. Remember green as shit right here? Why don't you try and impress me with that? Really? I mean, you're going to try to impress me with something that no one else would know? Yeah, it's a real hipster move. <laughs> like, like you're, you're an idiot, and you're an idiot, and you're an idiot. <laughs> and, okay, sorry, it's just while, while we're at it, right? Right? It's like... We don't serve their kind. What? The droids. We don't serve their kind. Okay, so you you you, you don't get. So you'll still serve me, right? <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm sorry. Let me let me now think through the nine. What what we got the prequels. We got the no. I'm sorry. It's the ten movies. The prequels. The original trilogy. Right. We got the two shit ones. Right. Right. And then we've got uh, Rogue One and uh-huh. Han Solo. Yeah. So that's eleven. That's Plus 10. the, yeah, yeah, you're right. I can't count. I'm thinking 11 because of the holiday special. Well, if that's the case, we're gonna toss in like the Ewoks cartoon and shit like that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, 13. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta remember the Droids cartoon. Oh yeah, the two made-for-TV movies with Ewoks. One had Wilford Brimley in it. Yep. Right. Um, and then you have to include like you know. All the other like cartoons and everything else, yeah, the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, the, uh, geez, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, the, but those uh, aren't like films, but there is the Clone Wars film. Yes, I don't know if it was any good. I didn't watch it. I read the book and didn't really care for it. But... Oh, the animated Clone Wars film. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll say then you got the the Gendy Tartakovsky like Clone Wars shorts, which are so freaking awesome. Those are incredible. Yeah, those I really enjoy. Oh, man, fucking General Grievous is the shit in that. <laughs> Oh man! So anyway, anyway, anyway. So doppelgangers. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, in 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 all ten of those movies, have you ever seen a droid drink anything? Dude, it's been a long ass time since I've watched any Star Wars film. C three PO takes a hot oil bath, which is still just kind of weird, right? A little bit, a little bit. Because okay, I know how expensive oil is right now, right? And I know I know how expensive it is like okay, you can take a bath or a shower. Because, you know, a bath drees up more water than a shower does because mm-hmm. you're filling the tub up with a however many gallons, right? That you're just going to wash down the drain later. Plus, you know, you're actually just rolling around in, like, the, the dirt that you've washed <laughs> off your body. But it's yes. not here nor there. Steeping in your own filth like a tea bag. Yes. <laughs> Wait, we playing Halo? Sorry, no, different <laughs> tea bag. Okay. So, so why then would I, would I pump a bunch of oil into this thing just for him to sit his ass in it and then just flush all that down the drain? <laughs> That's, that's wasteful, but that's anyway. extremely wasteful, yeah. So we never see them drink anything, so why are we like, we don't serve their kind. I don't eat shit. <laughs> we don't serve you good, I don't eat. <laughs> what, what is that? We don't serve their kind. Anyway, so, uh, so doppelgangers, yes. Yeah. Um, do we need to start all over again? Hey, welcome to our Moms Think We're Funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is, uh, this is, this is, this is Truck 182. <laughs> 
This is Ikaimo. Call me. Call me. You can make that work. I could, yeah. Um... So anyway, uh, so yes, today we're going to talk about Doppelgangers. So the reason that Doppelgangers came about is because we uh, watched the trailer for Us, the new Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Um, hey, remember when Jordan Peele was funny? Yeah, the good old days. Um, actually, I don't think Jordan Peele was ever funny. I think it all well, that... He was always pretty funny. <laughs> I think that all of that was just him just just pushing the boundaries of like, oh, you think this is funny, but actually it's really terrifying if you look at it. <laughs> and you're like, I bet you if you go back and watch Key and Peele, like... That's some scary shit right there. I laughed at it, but that's some dark humor. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like the the laugh one where one? he won't laugh out loud. And so he's like flailing around the apartment and knocking stuff over. And they're like, dude, you're not even making any noise. Just laugh. And he finally laughs and it just like shatters all their eardrums. Yeah. So you haven't seen that one? I have that, not. Oh, that's not. a great one. But we were talking about the dubstep one. Oh, yeah. Right? The dubstep you know I mean? yeah, that's, up. Yeah. <laughs> He's never been funny. He's always just been terrifying <laughs> under the guise of being funny. That's like when you say some racist shit like we do with Bane and they'd be like, but it's just a joke. Like, no, no, you said some racist shit because you're racist, even, even though we're not. But, yeah, um, yeah, but you know, I would still watch a movie with that racist ass Millie Gibson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Millie Gibson is my shit. <laughs> We, we was like when he was like like in Woman too when he was there with Jenny Glover he's like he's like we're bad we're bad you're black I'm mad oh he is mad yeah, so anyway <laughs> the Lord and Savior of all universe yeah. and also Jesus Christ <laughs> oh what about some Liam Neesons what about some Liam Neesons oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyway, okay, but yeah, so so, so yeah, so, yeah, so so us seems like it's going to be an interesting movie. Yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be kind of frightening. It looks like it'll scare me, but I scream like a bitch over the the mildest of things, as you know. Oh, what, what is it? What 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 is that? Is that a is that a Wendigo outside? The- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that shadow is scary as fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh, so anyway, um, there was also something else that we saw that we were taught that made, a thing, made us think of doppelgangers, but uh, I, when I watched... Well, yeah, we just watched Face Off, which isn't technically doppelgangers, but... No, but there was something, I think, earlier before that we were kind of talking, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I, you know, asked to call me, and I was like, hey... Well, actually, I actually had this... I, I actually asked my mom first. I was uh-huh. talking to her, right? And I said, if I had a doppelganger, an evil doppelganger, right... I don't think I would want to, as like, if I had an evil doppelganger, I don't think I'd want to meet him, right? And I was like, I was like, what do you think? If I had an evil doppelganger? And she's like, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, wow. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I already think some kind of fucked up evil shit. <laughs> so if I had an evil doppelganger, then that means that he is like tenfold me. <laughs> no and this is like when the like one of those things in the movies where it's like we're so evenly matched that you know we go both punch each other at the same time it's like <laughs> no because you know it's yeah uh so i was like so i i said to comey i was like hey if you had an evil doppelganger right would you would you want to would you want to you know, meet them or run into them and your response was, without hesitation, I said, I would team up with my evil doppelganger and we would wreck shit. <laughs> and you compared it to what? Uh, to Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah. And so I responded, 
paint a house. <laughs> because if he's gonna go all all Tyler Durden and everything, then I'm gonna be right there with him as like his right hand man. Oh, and totally. Like, and Guys, what'd you push you do before you die? Paint a self portrait. Build a house. <laughs> and of course, I'm gonna be. I mean, if I'm gonna pick anybody there, you know, I don't want to be Bob. I like Bob. Okay. I don't want to be Bob. I'm gonna be Holt McCall's you know, right. character. You mean just so? What are you doing? We can't smoke in here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I understand. And death. Remember, Project Mayhem has a name. His name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I think like I would meet my evil doppelganger and it would be this situation where it's like, quick, without even thinking, say your favorite dinosaur, Velociraptor. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what would happen. If Who I'm are you, fucking like... Morse Day? <laughs> yes, I don't know. So if, if, if none of you have actually seen the Cinemax show by Mike Judge, yes, that Mike Judge, um, <laughs> Tales from Mike Judge, <laughs> Tales from the Tour Bus, um, season one is really good. He does a lot of country western stars. Season two, he does a lot of funk artists, right? Including uh, Rick James and George Clinton and James Brown. <laughs> but he also does more Stay in the Time. And the funny thing about this, going to what you just said, is they were talking about being on the tour bus. And he was like, and they were sometimes like on the tour bus, maybe watching his VHS porn, which leads back to the other conversation. <laughs> and there was one that he would, that would come on. He'd be like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want it. Was, it was one. And what's weird about it is that in my youth, in my youth, when like, you know, you would get like, you know, like someone's got a tape and everything, and it's like, I don't really know what it is, but if it's porn, I'm going to watch it because I'm like 14 years old, right? And, uh, are those boobs? Yeah. So, anyway, it was this one called Sex Wish with Harry Reams, and it's really, it's basically like a porn version of Death Wish. <laughs> and the interesting thing about this is that it, it's really, um, it's an intense movie. There's a guy whose wife and daughter, I think, are raped and murdered or whatever oh, by this weirdo that runs around like, who's he's got some kind of mental or um like sexual problem whatever and he wears a he's like stocking cap over his face and will uh, attack couples and make them like have sex in front of him and then he kills them wow you know so again going back to the thing a lot of people don't realize that back in the 70s porn wasn't what you think about it now yeah. it was they used to make real movies with plots yeah that just had yeah. sex in them right and um and that you know, a lot of them. I'm not gonna say we're seeing this like like legitimate theater, or whatever. But it wasn't the disgrace that it that it you know, kind of seen as now, where it's like, oh, because a lot of these were people would watch them, watch movies, and you know, because they did have some kind of plot to it, which would kind of lead you into a taxi driver kind of situation. But anyway, <laughs> um, and so this was one of those movies that had this like really heavy plot to it yeah. that had you know. Like this kind of like sex and violence kind of thing mixed in, but it really was about this guy in a death wish kind of thing trying to track down the guy who killed his and, and was killing other people too, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because I was like, I was like, I know, I was like, I, I think I know that movie, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so Morris Day was like, he's like, I don't want to watch that, and he turned the channel, and there was the episode of the Flintstones on. And this is what he says. And then there was a there was a pterodactyl flying through the air, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's the pterodactyl, and he's like, he's like, that's some cool. She's got a pterodactyl, right? And he's like, ah. And that's where he came up with the song, the bird, and the dance, <laughs> the bird, where you're like, and that's why when he's like, he's like, ah, hallelujah, and that's the pterodactyl scream <laughs> from the thing, and it's like that's so damn funny, dude. That that's he, awesome. That he came up with that from that episode of uh, of the Flintstones. But anyway, so, <laughs> sorry, go on. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, animal enslavement. Yeah, no, I, I really don't think I would be able to tell which of us would be the evil doppelganger, really. Like, if I met my evil doppelganger, it's like, oh, wait, you're, you're the good one, right? <laughs> yeah, toxic Morty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about a nice handy Jay? It's you on you. It's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Law. <laughs> I guess I better go let the rice cooker out of the internment camp. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but that that does bring up an interesting question of meeting your evil doppelganger, period, because most of the stuff I've seen with evil doppelgangers, the doppelganger has it in for you. They want to kill you. Right, because they want your life. Yeah. Because, uh... I cannot remember the name of the episode. It was the old 60s Twilight Zone. And uh, this chick, like, keeps seeing her doppelganger while she's waiting at the uh, at the bus station. And so, like, she's, she's waiting on the bus and she, like, will look outside and she'll see her doppelganger just, like, walking by. And she starts to kind of freak out. And there's a guy there who's like, oh, yeah, you know, that... They're ob- she's obviously trying to reach out to you from the other dimension. You can't come in contact with her. It was a really interesting episode. Hmm. But, uh, but I mean, you know, it's Twilight Zone, so it doesn't have a happy ending. But Right. Well, I shouldn't say that. One of my favorite episodes of Twilight Zone does have a ha- happy ending. And it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's similar to that one, but it's, um, it's the one where the girl's in the department store and she's looking for a gift. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, like... As she's, she, she finds herself basically alone in the department store, but then the mannequins seem like they're like following her and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they come to life, and that that's a really good one. Oh, man. I, I and, love Twilight Zone, dude. And that and that episode is really good. And that one has a happy ending. Yeah, that does. Well, uh, kind of happy ending. So, semi-happy, yeah. yeah. And like the one where the chick is super ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, that, that one has a happy ending. Um, it's, it, well, the, wait, that, that one doesn't really have a happy has, ending. It has a semi-happy ending. I mean, it's kind of Nazi-ish, but... <laughs> well, we're talking about the one where they're like, you know, we did everything we could. But, yeah. Yeah. And, like, they, they pull the mask off and she's super hot and they're like, she's so ugly! Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite episodes, and it's just because it's not really a dark episode at all, uh, the, it's the guy who, like... He tosses a coin into the newspaper bin and it lands on its edge. They're like, oh, that's a one in a million chance. And doing that causes him to be able to read minds. And so it's like, it's got like some semi-thriller elements to it, but it's also got a lot of comedy elements to it because he's reading people's minds. Oh. So um, it's just, it's like, it's hilarious. So he's just like going through his job and he's just like listening to everybody's thoughts and he walks by this one chick and he doesn't hear anything. <laughs> and he just like stops and he kind of steps back and he looks at her and he leans in really close and he just doesn't hear anything and then he just like shrugs and walks on. It's a great episode. Oh man. Uh, but uh but yeah, like the, the the doppelganger episode of that was really interesting. Um I recall uh, an old movie which I mean it's been like 23, 24 years since I've seen this now, um called The Lookalike. And it kind of played on this theme as well. But it also had, like, the twist of it just wound up that her doppelganger was a long-lost twin. Oh. So, like, it so it was a pretty pretty interesting twist. I don't remember Jack Diddley about, like, 99% of it, but, like, she, she keeps seeing this person who looks exactly like her and has the same mannerisms and all that, and she keeps freaking out and is like, it's my lookalike, it's my doppelganger, she wants to end me and take my life, she wants to take over my life, and she just freaks out the whole time, and finally, like, the woman finally confronts her, and she's like, 
oh wait, that's your last name? Oh my gosh, we, we were separated at birth, we're twins. So it, it was uh, that was a pretty interesting movie. There was a um, there was an episode of a TV show I used to watch um, called Freaky Links. If you guys have never seen Freaky Links, I understand. Um, I really liked it. It only lasted one season. Of course, it was a Fox show, which meant that somewhere along the way, it just got all fucked around and stuff. And I mean, by the by the time they aired like the last two or three episodes, they had been spaced apart by like months, right? But and I'm trying to. Think, I don't think it made it two seasons. I think it only made it like one one full season. But anyway, um, uh, Freaky Links had Ethan Embry in it. Who I don't understand why I really dig Ethan Ethan Embry. I just do. But um, he, he had a twin brother, and his twin brother was had this website called Freakings where he would investigate the you know like the paranormal and stuff like that. <laughs> cool. And he calls his brother up, or his brother calls him, and he doesn't respond right away. But then when he goes to his brother's house, he's died, right? <laughs> and it's some some he something killed him. Some, yeah. Something may be paranormal that he was chasing or whatever. Anyway. Um, and so he keeps the Freaky Links uh, thing going. It was actually a couple. It was pretty good episodes. Um, I really dug it. Yeah. It was kind of like goofy in some uh, some ways and kind of cornballish or whatever. But it was a half hour long. I mean, hour long show, and it was kind of cool. There was like one there a guy. Um, he was this like crazy old man that wrote this um, this book about these evil like uh, shadow people that would try to like take over and. Oh. Um, and you you couldn't really see them, but they were there, and they would uh, try to, to uh, take over people and like uh, think like um, not make them evil, but you know make them like dark per- versions of themselves. Anyway, yeah. they end up finding out because what happens is the guy dies, right? And um, and then this this darkness starts to like take over this town, and they find out that the thing that this guy was writing was real. These creatures really did exist, and the only way that he could keep the um keep the evil from taking over was to make people aware of the book, right? Huh. But even if they didn't read, I mean, make people aware. And so we'd give them a copy of the book. And even if they didn't read it, the fact that they had it, they had the knowledge kept the cre- kept these demons or these things at bay. Yeah. But when he died, he was no longer distributing copies of the book. And then people that had the books were like, yeah, you know, this guy's dead and everything. I don't need to hold on to this thing anymore. It's not a great book anyway. And they would they threw him away. And then that allowed this thing. So they had to get in there and like figure out what was going on and how it all worked. In the end, they distribute a copy to everybody like through this like mass email thing. Yeah. So everybody in the world has a copy of this book, and it's set up to like keep sending out copies of this book all the time to everybody. Yeah. To keep these things. So it was kind of it was stuff like that was kind of cool. But there was one with this um, Tupac like rapper who had been killed filming a music video. And the one guy on his team was like, he's not dead. He's not dead, man. You know, he, you know, and there's always sightings of him here and there and stuff. And, you know, he's not dead. But then you come to find out that um, he really wasn't dead. He was afraid um, that it was like some death threats or whatever. He was afraid that his life was in danger. So his manager, somebody had cooked up a doppelganger for him. Right. And then the, um, the doppelganger basically took over instead of just kind of being like a like a double and a bodyguard or not bodyguard but to kind of like you know uh be like his protection in case someone tried to kill him they would kill the doppelganger said yeah wanted to take over his life huh which hitler did oh okay yeah hitler would have uh lookalikes for his public appearances in case somebody like tried to assassinate him wow why would you think that unless you were like a bad guy (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, for, spoiler alert: Hitler was kind of a dick. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, yeah, he was a fucking asshole. Anyway, um, but uh, so anyway, the doppelganger was trying to take over the guy's life, so he had faked his death and went into hiding. Right. Yeah. So the doppelganger would stop trying to come after him, huh. but then would always sightings of him, and this guy trying to track him down because he's like he's not dead. Basically, lured the doppelganger to him. Yeah. Right. Like he was able to find out where he was. So it was it was kind of a cool episode. So if you can ever find the episodes of Freaky Links, I really dug the show. I'll have to check. I it thought out. it was kind of cool. Um, I'm sure you can find it. I think I saw a um at like the at um. At Supercon, that one guy that had all those like movies and stuff like that, I think he had it. But again, he wanted like forty bucks for some bootleg DVDs that he probably like recorded off a of Canadian television. Right. Um, <laughs> which a lot of times, if you see that stuff, is like it'll have like some Canadian television, like you oh, know, yeah. like mark over in the corner. I'm like, really, dude? Really? Yeah, I, that actually happened. Believe it or not, I bought that off of Amazon by accident. Um, I got the entire run of Gomer Pyle for my mom because she freaking loved Gomer Pyle USMC. Sure, Sam. <laughs> yeah. What if what if Gomer Pyle said that and actually turned into Captain Marvel? Oh, that'd be epic. I would love that to no end. <laughs> I actually really enjoy Gomer Pyle with USMC just because Frank Sutton is a brilliant uh, physical actor. Like he just make like the facial expressions and stuff he makes. The uh, the DI. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sergeant Carter. Yeah, just like his facial expressions and stuff, and just like the way he can actually genuinely look stressed out. When Gomer's saying a bunch of dumb shit, it's amazing how how convincing he is of just looking like, will somebody please just shoot me? <laughs> and it's it's brilliant. I love Frank Sutton as an actor. So so anyway, so doppelgangers, right? You but know, yeah, doppelgangers. So, so we see these things, you know, and things. And I'm like, and I thought about it. And again, I was like, if I, if there was an evil doppelganger of me, right, would I want to meet him? And I was like, no, because... And I don't, I don't know if my evil doppelganger would want to kill me, but I know that by the nature of him being an evil doppelganger, he's not going to have the same restraints I have. Yeah. And I would have to stop him. And I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could. If he's an evil version of me and I'm already pretty bad, there is no <laughs> way in hell I'd be able to stop him. You know? I mean, he would, he would be like, he would be like the Adrian Vite. Of this world, oh, yeah. I mean, he would, it would actually be one of those things. Was like his like, stop me. Do you think I would have even made my presence known if there was a way you could stop me? I did that shit two hours ago. You know? I did that shit before I walked in the room. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, well, no, I would, I would, I would not want to meet my evil doppelganger. I, I don't think I would have to worry about my evil doppelganger wanting to take over my life. So. I, I don't think Mom would want to take over my life, but I, I do think that I would have to stop him from doing something horrible. That That's probably true. I just, like, the, the typical movie trope of, like, oh, I want to replace you. It's like, yeah, I, I want to replace you. Yeah, just just love working that nine to five. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just enjoying that celebrity status, crushing all that mad pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to take your life over. <laughs> So I'll just be following him around the parking lot like, please, please take my life over. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I would, I'd probably end up like the, the, the me seeks to my doctor. Like, <laughs> Come on, I just want to die. <laughs> Existence is pain. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm the one who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would not, um. 
because I just like sit. I mean, because here's the thing. So you know, um, Bob the Dictator, right? Mm-hmm. So Bob the Dictator, the idea for that came from, you know, if I if I if I rule the world. So if I, <laughs> if I rule the world, right? It's like what what would happen? And and I was like, you know, um, it was uh, it was like it wouldn't be good, man. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be the world that I thought I would be making because somewhere along the way I would. So okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, mean, I have very specific rules about you know, in the event of uh, like some kind of incident or whatever, right? So we were talking about um, in the previous podcast we were talking about the mist, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, shit happens. I've got my own plan, right? And I and I believe. I strongly believe, and this is very egotistical, right? And I'll wear that. But I strongly believe that my plan is the best one. Now, I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to, you know, someone, you know, offering advice or, you know, saying, hey, let's, you know, you think about this or whatever, right? But for the most part, if I have if I have a plan, right? Yeah. It's been pretty well thought through already. Um, so uh, here's, here's an example. Um when I got my my, my uh, furniture in, right, um, my upstairs furniture, right, which which was uh, kind of a gift, and then when it came into my house, it was bigger than. So the way my house was, my living room was laid out, it didn't really fit into that layout, and I would have to rearrange my living room anyway. Which it looks a lot better now rearranged, so I had to do that anyway, yeah. and it opens it up, makes it more space. But at the time. Right when it came in and stuff, it was like, oh, this is not fit at all. And so when I was telling, uh, when uh, my ex came over one day, just hang out because you know we're friends. Yeah. And uh, and I was doing, she was looking at the new furniture. And I was like, yeah, it didn't. I was like, it, like it was bigger than I thought, and it, you know, for this thing, she's like, that doesn't sound like you at all. That doesn't sound like you that hadn't, you know, properly measured and looked and made sure this was gonna fit. She's like, that doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah. And and I was like, because uh, I didn't really tell her it was a like a gift, right? Right. And so it was just like it was it was almost like like she was it was almost like she was saying, yeah, I don't think you bought this, you know. <laughs> it was because it was like that is you because I know you and you would not have you know made a mistake like that, right? right? <laughs> um. So so when I have a plan, I'm not saying I'm always right or anything else, but when I have a plan. It's because I've thought it through. Right. And, and even sometimes, just because when I say I've thought something through, doesn't mean I have to spend hours thinking about it. It's just like, you know, I think we've talked about this once before. In a, in a heated situation, when something's going on, your mind, you'll come up with, an, with a, you know, a plan of action mm-hmm. in five seconds, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean that you only thought about it for five seconds. Your mind ran through like hundreds of different scenarios and calculated different things before saying, this is the one that I'm going to go with. Oh, yeah. But it did it so fast that you didn't even process it until after the fact. After the fact, when you think about it, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, you kind of think about it. You're like, yeah, the reason I acted this way is because this would have been wrong. This would have been wrong. This would have been wrong. You don't see all those scenarios, but you know that this was the only way that made sense. But it all happens so fast, right? So just yeah. because I say, you know, I thought about it and everything doesn't mean I had to sat down and like for days. You, you could have spent, you know, an hour on it because you spent like, you know, five minutes on it. But, you know, I've thought about how this is going to work. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I'm going to go with. So. See, looking at you, I would have thought 
like no knowing you as well as I do, I would have thought that you would have a contingency plan to kill your doppelganger if he showed himself. Well, I haven't had I until recently I never even thought about it, well, you know, yeah. about needing one. Um but uh but the thing is the uh so going to all that is uh in the event that, you know, that a um uh, I have to, you know, I come up with a plan of action. So in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I already have a plan. Yeah. I have a plan. And if you guys are going to be with me, right, you're going to follow my plan. If you if you decide you don't want to follow my plan, that's fine. You are welcome to leave at any time you want, right? But if you leave, don't follow me. Yeah. You go in the opposite direction of me, right? And if I don't think that I can trust you, I'm going to kill you because I can't. I can't allow you to possibly jeopardize my life oh, yeah. and the lives of those around me, yeah. right? I've and had multiple friends tell me that there's no way they would keep me with them during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and so it's like, and so when I watched it, and I'm, I'm actually leading something here. It's taking me a long time to get to it. <laughs> but when I watched The Walking Dead season one, right? And, um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Daryl, right? Yeah. And Daryl shows up. And Daryl and Rick were kind of button heads, and I'm like, "Look, I got I got no use for Daryl, right? I, I have no use for Daryl, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're fucking up my plan." <laughs> well, Daryl actually turns out to be a very strong character and very useful, right? Yeah. So my my initial like reaction to him, if I was said, "Look, you need to go your own way, go get away from me," or you know, if you're not gonna, I'm gonna have to kill you, right? Yeah. Would have been a bad one. That would not have been a good choice to make because, like I said, he he becomes crucial just because we're not gelling at the time. Doesn't mean you know. So, so just because I have a plan, I have a strong plan. I'm like this is gonna be my way or the highway. That kind of thing doesn't mean I'm not open to learning things. But I do have a set plan that says I can't have you jeopardize these things. Right? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to a doppelganger, right? In my my doppelganger or something like that, or something, let me go back to Bob the Dictator. Right. I have a plan of how things are supposed to be and what I want to do. But you, when you realize that I want to make the world a certain way, but to make the world a certain way means that I have to like, like here's I'm gonna I'm gonna act this thing. So if I say you know I'm gonna rule the world and I'm not gonna allow people to do this, well that is kind of like I don't say infringing on their rights or whatever, but that is. Like, like changing a bunch of stuff and a lot of things connected to it. You can't just, you know, it's it's like it's like a like Christmas tree lights, right? Yeah. I can't just take this one light out, right? Just because I don't like it, right? Because it may turn off all the other lights around it. Yeah. I may not like that light, but I either need to adjust it in some way or work with it. But just taking it out is not as easy as like I'm going to take that out. Everything's still going to light up. Right. It may right. not. And so your best your best intentions may not work out the way you want them to or the way you believe they would. And that's where Bob the Dictator came from, right? Yeah. yeah. So thinking about my thinking about like a, a like like a, my my evil doppelganger or whatever, they would be so bad because they would have a plan and that plan would be a very like all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're either with me or you're against me. Which means that your evil doppelganger already has thought of a plan to kill you because <laughs> he already thought of that long ago. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> I, I, w- I would actually say that I wouldn't have to worry about meeting my evil doppelganger because more than likely 
he would kill me before I even knew he existed. <laughs> yes. And he and he would he would not do it in a way where like I want you to know who's they'd be like, nope, nope. You're a threat and you may stop me from doing what I want to do. And I don't even think he would even take it as as one of those things where like, you know, I'm so much f- more ahead of you that I'm going to let you live and, and watch you futilely try to stop me. I, I think he would be smart enough to be like, I don't, I don't want you to even take the chance of trying to stop me. Yeah. I don't want you to get lucky, you know, or whatever. Just like, no, you're, you're gone, you know. <laughs> So I don't I don't really think I'd have to worry about that, but yeah, my doppelganger is just I would not want to meet them at all because they would be. I think looking at them would be like tote looking into the ark. I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. What's that line um, in uh, True Romance when he's talking to Christopher Walken and he says, uh, "You've never seen evil more singularly personified than in the face of the man that killed you." Hmm. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I think is how that would work out. Yeah, I could, I could see that. So uh, I, I would not want to meet my doppelganger at all, <laughs> and I totally would. <laughs> now my 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 good. So we're talking about evil doppelganger. My good doppelganger, right? Then when it's all good, yeah, I fucking kill him in a heartbeat. He'd be one annoying <laughs> ass son of a bitch. Oh my god, I would not be able to take him. Hi there, I'm Turk, and I'm very happy to meet you. He would, he would, he would be like Mister Rogers if he had like a a, a consistent sunshine enema. Like, no, sunshine no, enema. no, you have got to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would want to meet my good doppelganger, my evil doppelganger. It's like you don't, you don't have far to go before you hit bottom anyway. Yes. So it's like, uh, hey, hey, yeah, you know, uh, we we should go make fun of little people, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's even better? Little black people. Because we all know how you feel about that, right? Not, not, only, not only do they like big butts, right? But they're the perfect height to see them all. I'm surprised that every black person wants to be a little person. Just just, just chop my legs off the knees. Then I'll be in heaven. Finally. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't have to be accused. Are you looking at my ass? That's the only place I can look. I'm sorry. But yes, I was looking. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you didn't listen to the other podcast <laughs> about deep rising, um, then you probably don't. Uh, you probably don't get this, uh, and why I'm I'm calling a Comey a racist. But if you're remotely familiar with our other work, it shouldn't come as a surprise to you. That's quite, that's quite true. <laughs> so so yeah, so I, I I'm curious though about other people and their evil doppelgangers or doppelgangers in general, right? Like, how do you? I mean, so let's for first. Would you want to have a doppelganger, right? Yeah. Would you want to have one? And um, and if you know, and if there was one of you out there, whether you asked for it or not, would you be interested in meeting them? You know, if it was an evil doppelganger, if it was a good doppelganger, you know, would you be interested in meeting them? Would you be afraid to meet them? I'm curious how other people would feel. Yeah. Or like, or even what you think your your evil or good dop- doppelganger would be. Uh, and again, we're not talking about opposites either. Not like you're like, you know, you know, uh, you're a carpenter and I'm not handy at all. We're not, we're not talking about like that. We're talking about someone that's like all the evil parts of you, right? You know, even you know, even the ones that you acknowledge, right? Yeah. And you say, okay, I know this is evil, but I, I live with that. Well, that's tenfold in them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, the Jekyll side of things, basically. Yes. Um, well, I know. I think Jekyll get kind of a bad rap. Yeah, he he was a lot tamer than I would have thought when I read the book. Right. 
Um, but but yeah, but right. It's like you know they said the, the Jekyll side of things. You know, it's like you know, uh, not the opposite, but you know, just that darker version of you. And that darker version of you may, in some ways, be that version of you that you really want to be, but are too afraid to be. Yeah, hence you know? the Fight Club analogy. Right. <laughs> I am all the parts of you that you want to be. I look like you want to look. I fuck like you want to fuck. I'm smart, capable. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm free in all the ways that you are not free. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for a lot of people, like, the evil doppelganger, quote-unquote, is just, like, you with no restraints. Yeah, pretty much. No, You with no inhibitions. So, yeah. And um, God was watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh... Oh, but yeah, so yeah, I would definitely be interested in hearing other people's thoughts on it. Um, really, this this would be a topic to like revisit and bring guests on and get like their thoughts. Oh yeah, I think we we'll have to have to have to you know make that thing when we have people on there. So here's another thing question I'm gonna put out there too: If we had evil doppelgangers, would you be interested in meeting either either mine or a Comey's evil doppelganger? <laughs> Especially if you are a black midget, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you are if you are a black midget, you know, we are down to having one viewer now, <laughs> and and he's probably a black midget. And the only reason he's even listening is just because he's like keeping track of like all the times they say shit. But like, I'm gonna write this <laughs> no, down. No, I'm saying I'm gonna we nail we had, you to the wall. <laughs> no, I'm saying we had two viewers until that point, right? And that viewer who just left was a black midget. Oh, so. oh, so we so we have completely <laughs> lost. The, the black midget audience. Yeah, yeah. There right. we go. That yes. just killed fifty percent of our demographic. He was like, "Man, fuck this shit." <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was really about to commend you for that because, because you're like, you see, that goes, it goes fifty percent of our demographic. I was like, 50 percent. There's two people, fifty percent. That's half, right? Because, because I was thinking, I was like, you know, he would have said something like, "And there goes twenty five percent of our demographic," right? Because, and then I was, I was like, "But you didn't do that." So I'm like, "That's great." And then you're like. And I was like, oh, come on. And then, and then you just threw it out the window. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And this that is what was, I have to work okay. with every day. Every day. Oh, um, yeah. Let's talk about deaf people, Turk. Let's talk about that. <laughs> what? They don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Where's that piece of paper that I can write on there and hold up and says, I'm talking about you? <laughs> Whooshing sounds. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna make a black T-shirt with the word "whooshing sounds" whooshing in brackets, sounds. <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking wear that. The cons whooshing sounds, <laughs> whispering. Oh god, we're we gotta start a fashion line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert Evans has one. Oh, he's been. Uh, he's got. Um, if you go on this, uh, this uh, T Public or one of those, he oh, has yeah. um, the shirts that you can buy. He even has one for. Um, was it uh, Doritos Not Dictators and uh, that kind of stuff? <laughs> nice. So yeah, I've got to get me a, a Doritos Not Dictators T-shirt because oh, that'd totally. be awesome. Um, he has another one too. It's uh, like hot dogs, not Hitler or something like that. It's it, wait, wait, wait. Uh, anyway. So, uh, but I, I was just gonna say the other part of of all this is, um, and geez, now you just like it made me just, uh, it made me just forget what I was gonna say now because you just. <laughs> Wow, just the like, yeah, we just lost all of our audience. And, <laughs> yep, there we go. I, I don't even think I can stand to listen to our podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't listen to shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> I scroll through. I'm like, no, not that one. No, not that. One. Ooh, no, not that. One. I can't believe I can't believe we even uploaded that one. 
Um, and so it's just like, like, oh yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I was I was gonna be like, oh right, you're being so sensitive, and ah, <laughs> uh, we we've just talked for an hour about how I am the evil doppelganger. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what what's funny is that um, I can't even say that. Like, wait a minute, what'd you do? With, what'd you do with the Akomi? I know because this is the Akomi I've always known. Yeah. So I never met the good Akomi. It's always been the evil one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so yeah doppelgangers and um you know i I, I wouldn't want to meet any of mine i just would stick with you know just what i have right here and yeah it'd be interesting yeah so yep so that's us that's uh (laughs) that's our 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 Discussion of porn stars and doppelgangers, which I guess this should probably be the title of this episode is porn stars and doppelgangers. Yeah, like, yeah. Unless uh, I think YouTube might not actually allow you to put porn in the title of your of your thing. Uh, prawn stars and doppelgangers. Prawn stars. There we go. <laughs> Adult entertainers uh, and doppelgangers. How about in rap stars and doppelgangers? In rap. Yeah. In rap stars and doppelgangers. Sounds, like, sounds good to me. Okay. Would you want to meet him? That's what it is. <laughs> in rap stars and doppelgangers. Would you want to meet him? <laughs> would you want to meet the doppelganger of an in rap star? <laughs> and I, well, it's, I don't even want to know what an evil version You know, I'm stopping this before we go any further. Like, uh, yeah, no. But yeah, so that's it for us. And um, yeah. All right, well, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, and like I said, share share your thoughts with us, too. Absolutely. (laughs) Zang, yo. Bye. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.